as long as you think that your worth is tied to your work or your worth is tied to your performance, you're always going to have to work, 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 work until you hit burnout for you to be able to receive things. And that's just simply not true. Welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of the Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist, hypnotherapist, and founder of the Mindful Clinic. Speaking of hypnotherapy, today we are going to talk about 10 things that I would never say to myself as a hypnotherapist. And before I really dive into, you know, those 10 things, and there's actually so many more, and we can also talk about, you know, 10 plus things that I do say to myself as I am a hypnotherapist, but really the reason why this is important is because this all has to do with the subconscious mind. And so if you've been following me up until this point, you probably have a good idea of what the subconscious mind is. If not, I'm just going to give you a very brief description. So in the nervous system, we have the conscious and the subconscious mind. The conscious mind is what makes us us. It's what makes us human. And the conscious mind is where all of our goals and our dreams live. So like, I like the color blue, or I want to be famous, or I want to be an engineer. Like all that stuff lives in the subconscious mind. I want to be rich. I want to be thin. I want to have lots of friends, et cetera. The subconscious mind is where all of our habits and behaviors live. And the subconscious mind is really programmed before the age of seven. So between the ages zero to seven, and even actually when you're in vitro, when you're in mom's belly, especially the third trimester, your subconscious mind is being programmed. So unfortunately, the things that make us us, the things that make us, you know, like want to become an engineer or whatever it is, doesn't necessarily communicate with the subconscious programs. Let me give you an example. So if between the ages of, you know, in vitro to seven, your parents really struggled with money. Like, you know, they were always living paycheck to paycheck. You heard them fight about money all the time. So, you know, there was that program and program in the nervous system or in the subconscious that there's never enough or we always just make it or I can't have that. I can't afford it. However, in the conscious mind, if you want to be rich, but the subconscious has that program of there's never enough, it's going to be very difficult for you to obtain that conscious mind goal. And this is why we live about 2% in the conscious mind throughout the day. 98%, like 95 to 98%, we are living in that subconscious mind. And so you can say all you want, I want to be rich, I want to be thin, I want to be an engineer, I want to be famous, or whatever it is, but the body's on a completely different program because this is where all of our habits and autopilot and behavior lives. And so it creates quite a conflict if we want something, but the subconscious is not wired for it. Now, When I learned this, it changed my life, not just my life, but the life of the people around me, because I actually did grow up in a household where my parents fought about money every single month. It was always a fight. There was always yelling. And I grew up hearing things like money doesn't grow on trees or your friends can have that, but you can't. And I, of course, like most people wanted to grow up in overflow of money. I wanted to have 
I want to be able to provide lots for my children. And so, and, you know, start a business and be an entrepreneur. And so if my entrepreneurship, if my business is going to be successful, I'm going to have to rewire the subconscious programs that believe it's, there's never enough, or I'm never going to be successful. And so I actually had to dive deep, deep, deep into the subconscious mind in order to understand what my programs were, and then, you know, be able to rewire or reprogram them to become the person that I want to be. Because the part that makes you, you, that conscious creative, that 2% of all of your goals and your dreams, if it's not in communication with the subconscious, if they aren't on the same program, you're going to live your entire life thinking that there's something wrong with you and that you like that you're a failure or something. When in reality, it's just the subconscious on a completely different program. I'll give you another example that really resonates with my clients, but a lot of my clients, the goal is of course, like weight loss or weight release or weight, weight restoration. Like they want to lose the weight that they've gained from overeating or not exercising or just being in a depression or whatever it is. And so if you say to yourself like, Hey, I want to be lean, I want to be fit, but then you like binge on a bag of chips and then you promise to start again tomorrow, you're actually feeding the cycle of the subconscious is wired to keep you safe and not successful. So that's actually another concept that I should bring up, but the brain's actually number one job is to remain consistent to its identity. And the brain is wired for safety, not success. So the subconscious, depending on how you grew up, builds programs that make it feel safe. Now, safe isn't success, okay? So for some people, safety or familiar feels like chaos. So they were literally manifest chaos in their life because it feels safer for their nervous system to be in a state of chaos than it does for it to be in a state of peace. I grew up in a household where, you know, something that got through around a lot was my, my mom would always say, oh, there's always something. There's always something like that is the perfect example of somebody who continually manifests chaos. It's not that like God or the universe or somebody comes down and says this person's going to suffer and this person's not. It's that we're given these transgenerational, these programs from generations and generations that wire our nervous systems to be a specific way. And then we're also born with these like very personal independent goals and it complicates things, right? So hopefully up till this point, what you understand is that the subconscious mind basically runs the fucking show. The subconscious mind, you honestly, especially if like you're just learning about this now, the subconscious mind, you've had 0% of input in. So the subconscious mind was wired by the people around you and by the state that you grew up in. So if parents were always fighting, if there was a lot of stress in your environment, if you learned that there's never enough, if somebody called you fat as a kid, like your subconscious mind is going to be wired for that. Remember, when you learn as a child that you're overweight or that you're different or that there's something wrong with you, this, the brain's number one job is for being consistent to that identity. So every single time that you try to come out of that identity, when you try and like lose weight, you join a program, you do whatever it is, the brain's going to manifest chaos to bring it back into that like original state of I'm overweight because that's the identity. So what I'm really talking about now is like, how the fuck do we change the subconscious and how do we change those beliefs or those identities so that we can kind of realign the goals of the conscious mind and the behaviors of the subconscious? Okay. So that topic specifically is probably a completely different podcast, but I want to kind of like, I digress a little bit. I want to go back to the focus of this podcast, which really is the 10 things that I would never, ever, ever say to myself as a hypnotherapist. Before I dive into that, the subconscious is ruled by suggestion. Okay. So the subconscious doesn't argue with you. It fulfills everything that you believe. 
So if you believe that people are going to let you down, you'll keep attracting people in your life that are going to let you down. If you believe that you're not lucky, you're going to, or that you're going to fail at something or that your weight, your obesity is genetic, that you're out of control or whatever it is, that you're always broke, like you, you don't have enough money, your subconscious is literally going to make all of this true. This is about the inner beliefs and the subconscious is based off suggestion. It doesn't argue with you. It doesn't understand positive or negatives. It's like you say something and it goes as you wish and fucking does it. Okay. And I'm going to talk a little bit later on and why it's so important to really understand what you're saying and thinking to yourself. Because words and thoughts are so powerful, especially as they relate to the subconscious mind. So the first thing that I would never say to myself as a hypnotherapist is the E word. I never say that something is expensive. When we say that something is very expensive or that I can't afford something, basically what we're saying is we're keeping ourselves stuck in that lack, that scarcity. The reality is like anybody could put any number on a program or a product or whatever it is, and that's their prerogative. Like that has nothing to do with you, right? So I actually have a lot of people who come into my program who are, I'm like, oh, this is the price for MFM. And they're like, amazing, pay in full. And then I have a lot of people that come into my program. They're like, wow, that is so much money. And I mean, my question for them, which I I don't often say, because if if that's a they that's what they think, then they're just not ready. Right. Um, but my question to them is like, what price do you put on freedom from overeating? Like what price do you put on never having to lose weight again? What price do you put on being able to look in the mirror and actually love yourself? Like to me, I would give everything. I'd give body parts to, to be able to have that type of freedom and that experience. And I'm not saying that everybody's in the place or is even ready to go on that journey, but saying that something is expensive basically puts you in a hierarchy lower than that thing. You're putting that the value of that thing above the value of you. It doesn't mean that you have to spend money on something that feels unnecessary to you. But rather than saying it's expensive, I like to reframe and say, Wow, that's an investment. (laughs) That's a large investment. And then I can decide whether I want to make that investment or not. So I invest so much money in myself. It's ridiculous. I actually think I spend the most money on myself. Um, And my family is also very welcome because as long as I am evolving, then everybody kind of benefits, right? Because unlike my parents, and this has nothing to do with the type of people they are, my parents are wonderful, valuable people. And they work so hard to keep everybody healthy and happy. But my parents really still believe they can't afford things, that things are so expensive. When I get in the car with my dad, literally all he talks about is like, where are you spending your money? Oh my gosh, you're going to spend all your-. It's like this like fear, fear, fear all the time. It, it actually is so overwhelming. I can't even talk to him anymore because I've changed my subconscious programming so vastly that I don't resonate with stuff like that anymore. It, it, and I don't want to be brought into a state of chaos, right? But unlike my parents where they, they mean, they always have enough. It's not like I grew up in extreme poverty or on the streets or anything, but you know, they are always going to be fighting about money. And if they get a little bit of money, they'll like throw it all away on something. They'll like manifest it away to keep them stuck in their baseline or their like upper limit basically. But unlike my parents, 
I am able to provide a lot for my children. I never say to my kids that something's too expensive or that we can't afford it or anything like that. I will often say this is a very large investment and then we can decide if we're going to put our money in that investment or if we're going to save our money for something else. If we say that if you say something like I can't afford something and you want to buy it, but it's more than you planned, you can say something like I can wait to purchase this or and even more powerful than that, like show me how I can receive money for this. Like kind of give it up to the universe because then you take yourself out of a state of scarcity and into a state of like, I'm actually open to receive this thing that I want, but I don't necessarily currently have the money in the bank for it. I actually caught myself saying something yesterday to my son because he was, he didn't want to do his printing. He's in grade two and his writing is disaster. And he is just started French immersion. And I'm so excited for him, especially because I lived in Montreal, but I can't understand anything that he's doing. I don't understand any of his homework because not only is it another language, but I can't understand his printing. So his teacher gave him a book to come home and print and he never wants to do it. So we literally fight with him all day long to do his printing. He'll distract himself. He'll do anything else other than the printing. So yesterday I couldn't even believe how much I sounded like my dad. I almost like threw myself off a bridge, but I got so heated and so triggered by him not wanting to do his work. I'm like, you're a smart kid, but kids are working harder than you. If kids are working harder than you, then they're going to beat you. Like the kid that works harder is always going to beat the kid that works smarter, the kid that's smarter. And I'm like, you have to work. If you, I was like, you know why I work hard? I'm like, do you see me working hard? I work hard because look at all the everything that we have. If you want to have these things, if you like toys, if you like all these things, then you have to work hard too. And oh my gosh, I couldn't even believe those words came out of my mouth because part of my limiting belief, part of my subconscious programming and what my dad really showed me is that you have to fucking kill yourself. You have to work your ass off to make money. And I performed or I you know, was wired that way for so long and it did get me to a certain point, but that's certainly not how I operate now. Like, I have so much more flexibility in my day. I'm not killing myself with work and I'm actually receiving so much more. And that's because as long as you think that your worth is tied to your work or your worth is tied to your performance, you're always going to have to work, 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 work until you hit burnout for you to be able to receive things. And that's just simply not true. So I shared that with you because I want you to know that I also too am fucking human. And even though I started this podcast saying these are the 10 things I would never, ever, 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 ever say to myself as a hypnotherapist, I want you to understand, of course, of course, sometimes that programming comes back in. Okay. The second thing that I would never say to myself as a hypnotherapist is I should or I shouldn't. Shoulds basically just mean that you aren't. I should go to the gym. I shouldn't press the snooze button. Like, what are you really saying here, right? Like, what's the I am? If you're saying I should go to the gym, what you're saying is I'm not going to the gym. And remember that your brain's number one job is to remain consistent to its identity. And so if you're saying I should be doing this, I shouldn't be doing that, you're giving the identity of I'm not. And so you're always going, it's going to feel like a fight. It's not going to feel natural for you to wake up and not press the snooze button. It's going to feel like you're fighting yourself every single day because you are, you're fighting your programming. There's like such an easier way to do this, guys. It shouldn't feel like you're fucking pushing a boulder up a hill every single day for you to achieve something that you desire to achieve. If you desire it, it's, it's like it's already yours in some way. God, universe, whatever you believe in doesn't give you these desires just like for fun. 
It gives you these desires so you have an inner compass so you know the way and the route towards something that you want to accomplish that will make you happy. And so it shouldn't feel like you're fighting yourself every moment to get there. Yes, of course, there's going to be an element of work that has to go into it. But at the end of the day, like your language, the way that you're speaking to yourself and the way that you're thinking are the easiest thing for you to tap into that takes almost zero effort for you to actually change your programming to make the behaviors and to make like the the experience just so much easier. Okay. So if you're saying I should be doing something, you, what you're saying is I'm not, and then you're stuck in a state of lack again. It, like The subconscious mind is not motivated by fear, right? So when you're saying I should be doing something, what you're really trying to instill in yourself is this sense of like, oh, everybody else is doing it, but I'm not. Or if I want this, then I have to change, right? Like, Or I'm falling behind. And like, the subconscious mind doesn't care about that. The subconscious mind is very, very, very literal. And it doesn't understand positive or negative. It literally just knows like the I am's, right? It's based on suggestion. It's, it's very unemotional. It's just like you say something and it fucking goes to work and does it. It goes, your, your wish is my command. So if what you're saying is I should be doing something, then the, what you're telling the subconscious is I'm not. And the subconscious goes ahead and does that for you. Yeah. Like I said, your brain's number one job is, is to remain consistent to its identity. So if you say, I should be going to the gym, what it hears is I'm not going to the gym. If you say, I shouldn't eat, be eating that, it hears, eat that, <laughs> right? Hi, babes. I am so excited to talk to you about my signature program, The Mindful Method. This is the exact same method that I have been using with hundreds of successful clients to help you heal your relationship to food, to increase confidence and to lose weight without dieting or killing yourself at the gym. If you're sick of not feeling like your best self, if you're sick of promising yourself that you'll start again on Monday, if you're sick of going on restrictive diets only to gain back the weight, I can tell you right now that if you gained it back, it did not work. You know what's healthy and what's not. You do. You just continue to choose the unhealthy option anyways. And a meal plan will not solve this issue. There is no amount of restriction or discipline or willpower that is going to stop you from self-sabotaging. The body follows the mind. Imagine a life where you don't have to think about what you can or can't eat. Imagine a life where you feel confident in all of your clothes, where every day and every way your body rebalances and you lose all of the weight so you find the truest, healthiest version of yourself. Imagine never having to start again on Monday. This is what happens when you focus on transforming the brain so weight loss is effortless. The body follows the mind and it's time you actually get to the root cause of your issue. If you are ready to transform and find the truest, healthiest version of you without letting go of your favorite foods, I invite you to fill out the application in my bio. And if you're a good fit, we'll be in touch soon. Back to regular programming. Number three, similarly, the subconscious does not process negatives or understand negative sentences at all. And so you've probably heard this before where you always want to reframe affirmations to make it like in a positive way. And I don't just mean positive, like happy feelings. I mean, like the sentence, the structure of the sentence should be positive because for example, uh, the subconscious mind doesn't understand the negative. So I'm going to give you an example. If you're listening to this, I just want you to close your eyes for a second. 
and take a big deep breath and release. Okay. Don't think about a pink elephant. What are you thinking about? You're thinking about a pink elephant, obviously, right? And so when we, the subconscious doesn't understand don't, it just hears the I am or the, the literal thing that you're saying, right? So if you don't want to think about a pink elephant, a way to reframe that would be think about a blue elephant. Now you're thinking about a blue elephant, right? So in the same way that we just did this little exercise, we want to reframe most of the affirmations or the things we say to ourselves to be positive. So for example, instead of saying, I don't want to be fat anymore, the brain hears I'm fat, right? Or I want to be fat. And if you say something like, I don't want to be poor, the brain hears I am poor. If you want, if you say something like, I desire to eat less, the brain hears I desire to eat. If you say, I will not be single anymore. If you're like writing your affirmations down, you're like, "Mm, on May 24th, 2024, I will not be single anymore. (laughs) The brain hears I will be single on May 2024. So how we can kind of shift this, how we can reframe is we always want to make the sentence positive. So instead of saying something like, I want to not be fat anymore, you can say something like, my body feels balanced and amazing. My body is healthy, lean, and clean. Whatever feels very light for you. My body feels light, right? Instead of saying, I don't want to be single anymore, you can say, I'm so grateful for my amazing romantic connection. I have a lot of people that also deal with things like chronic pain. And this is a really hard one because chronic pain is the nervous system. It's an issue of the nervous system. So it's like this constant feedback loop. Like you, the brain wakes up, it remembers who it is and it remembers that it had pain yesterday. So it keeps sending you those pain signals because the brain's number one job is to remain consistent to its identity. And so, and oftentimes people who have chronic pain are always talking about their chronic pain. It's like, I mean, I know that I'm, I'm being a little bit insensitive here, but I also was diagnosed with fibromyalgia at a, at a certain point in my life. And I remember waking up every day and it was all I could fucking think about. And so not to be like extremely ignorant, but if you continue to feed the cycle of, you know, like I'm always in pain or everything always hurts, or I don't want to be in pain anymore. Like you're just creating the I am and the brain that I am in pain, right? So instead, and saying something like pain-free, the subconscious is going to pick up on the word pain, right? So that's when I would say something like, my body feels balanced, my body feels light, everything feels easy in my body, I feel connected to my body, things like that, okay? This third one, I know it was kind of roundabout, but I I would just not say things in a negative way. Like I would take out the don't and reframe it to be a positive sentence. The fourth thing, that I would stop saying, I would never say to myself as a hypnotherapist, is ironically, I would stop saying I want to manifest this because it's saying I want to manifest this or I'm going to manifest this, this suggests that you are receiving something in the future, right? The subconscious mind doesn't manifest what it wants. It manifests what it is. It doesn't care about what you want. It remains consistent to its identity right? So if what you want to manifest is like, I don't know, a seven figure business, or if what you want to manifest is like your dream body, rather than being like, oh, I'm going to manifest it. We want to say, oh, I'm so grateful for my dream body. I'm so grateful that I woke up and I feel lean and I love myself. I'm so grateful for my brand new apartment. I'm so grateful for my seven figure business. And so it, rather than saying, I want to manifest this, you, you, we want to reframe it to say, I already have it and get into the energy of what it feels like to already have that thing, okay? 
The fifth thing that I would never say to myself now that I'm a hypnotherapist is I hope. I hope takes away your fucking power. I actually said this the other day. It was about the event. Like someone said something and I was like, well, I hope it goes X, Y, Z. And, and then I remembered, I was like, oh my gosh, like that is so fucking disempowering. Your subconscious is very, very literal and you are the boss. I want you to imagine it like this. You're the boss and your subconscious is like your little secretary, okay, that goes and does your work for you. So if the boss is like, oh, no, I hope I hope this gets done. I hope this thing, you know, I hope this I hope that. Well, maybe I'll become a millionaire. Maybe I'll get my dream body. Like, what are you telling the secretary? Right. The employee is going to have no fucking idea what to do or how to do it rather than just being like, "Okay, the event is going to be amazing. And oh, my gosh, I'm so excited for it. Secretary now knows how to manifest the amazing event. Right. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to have my dream body. The secretary now go now knows how to go and manifest the dream body. But if you're worrying all day long or if there's that sense of fear or I hope or like you're stuck in this place of like I'm not fully in my power, I'm not commanding the body what to do, the secretary gets very confused. It's like if you were going to a travel agent and you were like, oh, I want to go to Mexico. And then two minutes later, like, actually, I want to go to Cuba. Actually, I want to go to Spain. Actually, I want to go to Italy. Like the travel agent has no idea where you want to go. And this is not because like you're not doing this because you want to. Right. Like this is all very subconscious, as I said. But the problem is when we want something. So it's like, oh, I want to manifest a new job. Then we start to look at job uh, descriptions and we start to the inner bully starts to come in. We start to think, am I good enough for this? Does somebody else have better qualifications? Will I get will I even get this? Oh, my gosh, am I going to end up poor and on the streets? And every time you have these thoughts, you're like telling the travel agent to do something different. Okay, worry is just a prayer for something that you do not want. You are always, always, always manifesting. You're always telling the subconscious what to do. So when you're in a state of worry, you're telling the subconscious to do the thing that you do not want to experience. Now, worry is a very human thing. I worry all the time. I'm not saying like you can never worry or you're never going to have what you want, but really it's about becoming aware of how your mind is thinking and the thoughts that you're saying to yourself so that we can optimize it and get back in the driver's seat and command the subconscious for what to do. Okay. The sixth thing that I would never, ever say to myself now that I'm a hypnotherapist, is I would never, ever joke about myself. Again, this, the subconscious takes things very literally and doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> so if you're making yourself the butt end of the joke, you will literally manifest what you're trying to avoid and keep yourself stuck, stuck in these cycles. I actually used to say this all the time, especially when I was really stuck in my overeating. I used to say things like, oh my gosh, I'm a bottomless pit or like I'm the garbage can. And, you know, I stayed stuck in that cycle for decades, Right. I cancel clear delete. Um, but even after I healed my relationship to food, when I would hang out with people where like that was my uh, that was my identity around them, I would start to hear those like personal jokes come back out and it didn't feel good. It felt very unaligned, especially because I no longer behaved in that way. And so once I realized like this is no longer true about me, I stopped saying those things and those behaviors stopped coming. Right. And so I think it's really important to Think about where you're making fun of yourself. I actually also still do this. This is an aha moment for me. It like just came through right now. I still do this with tech. Like I've built an extremely successful 
online business, a global online business. And every time I do a masterclass, I'm like, oh, I'm not very tech savvy. Like, okay, granted, it's definitely not something I was born with, but like, look at everything I've built. And so that's one thing I'm going to have to stop saying because that is just simply not fucking true. Okay. The seventh thing that I would never say to myself after becoming a hypnotherapist, and this one might come as a surprise, but I would never call anything important. The subconscious mind perceives things that are important, like life or death. I might say something like, this is really valuable to me, or this is meaningful, or my attention is needed for that. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about something that you call important. So I'm like so in event mode right now. I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but the event is like in a month and I am all about the event. And so the event is very important to me. Rather than saying, like, when you feel the word important, doesn't it feel like there's like an urgency behind it, like a little bit of a stress response? And if we were to reframe that and say, wow, like, this is very meaningful for me, doesn't that feel so different? Because when we're in that stress place of like fight or flight, life or death, it's very hard to actually think critically. The amygdala fires, the prefrontal cortex shuts right off. And the prefrontal cortex is where all of our higher order thinking is. Like this is where all of our executive functioning, our impulse control, like prefrontal cortex is most closely related to the conscious mind. This is what makes us human. The amygdala is a very primitive part of the brain. The amygdala is our stress response. All animals have it. And so when the amygdala fires, when we're in that stress response, we can't critically think. And so if you're saying like, oh, this is so important to me, this is so important to me, you're going to get stuck in anxiety. And then when the time comes and you're experiencing it, you're actually not going to be as well equipped to deal with what you need to deal with in that moment, right? It's not going to feel aligned. You're not going to be able to receive. You're just going to be in this state of like panic, okay? So the eighth thing that I would never, ever do or say after becoming a hypnotherapist is I would never, ever criticize others. Okay, honestly, I'm not fucking perfect. I actually noticed myself doing this in my 6 a.m. Pilates class this morning. Somebody walked in and I made a judgment and I was like, yikes. And the funny thing is I went to the bathroom and this is why I'm telling you this. And I started judging myself and not because I made that comment, but I started thinking about like, oh, like I kind of feel heavier today or, and I'm in a brand new Pilates studio. So I think that part of it is just me being in a new place and feeling that stress response and going back to old programming. But the reality is the subconscious is very, very egocentric, okay? It's like a child. It thinks everything is about itself. So if you're tearing other people apart and you're tearing apart their appearances, the subconscious is going to do the exact same to you. It thinks you're talking about it. So the same things that you would like criticize other people for, you also criticize yourself for. And one really easy way to neutralize your negative self-talk is to stop criticizing other people, okay? The ninth thing that I would never, ever do after becoming a hypnotherapist is the subconscious honestly does not know the difference between imagination and reality. So think about how often you're in a fear state, right? Like this is the worry. This is the anxiety. You're constantly thinking about worst case scenarios. Your subconscious is literally living those worst case scenarios as they are happening. It doesn't know the difference between financial stress, emotional stress, whatever. Like it's literally just like, cortisol dumped into the bloodstream and you have the stress response. And it's as if it's actually happening. Out of curiosity, I want you to really think about this. If the day equal the whole day, the 24-hour cycle of the day minus your sleeping time equals 100%, what percent of that day 
Are you actually dreaming about best case scenarios? Really think about it. More often than not, we're stuck in the cycle of performing. Like we're working, we're like we're doing, taking off our to-do list. We're pleasing other people. We're doing whatever we have to do, right? Or we're worrying about everything we haven't done. We're stuck in the future state or stuck in the past state. We're thinking about the past or we're thinking about the future. Or we're hyperfixating on ourselves. But a very small percentage of the day, if any at all, gets spent on daydreaming about best case scenarios. And if your subconscious mind doesn't manifest what it wants, it manifests what it is, then you're going to have to spend a lot more time in that best case scenario state, right? And so this is where things like hypnotherapy comes in, or I do meditation every morning, or at least once a day, uh, depending on what my kids are doing. But that's when there's this allotted time where you can just calm the fuck down and actually think about best case scenarios. Like, what if everything worked out right? But that's not where the brain goes, because remember, the brain is wired for safety, not success. And if everything goes right, then there's nothing wrong. There's no fear. But if the brain is wired for safety, it's going to literally try and figure out every single way that things can go wrong to protect you. Right. Like this is a protective mechanism, but unfortunately, it keeps us stuck exactly where we are, which is what the subconscious loves to be stuck in the familiar. So if you want to level the fuck up, you want to change. We're actually going to learn all how to do this almost in an instant at, at the 11-11 events. If you haven't bought your tickets, please do, because um, we're almost sold out. We're so close. Um, but anyways, if you want to actually change, you want to level the fuck up, you're going to have to change the way that you think. And this is not going to come naturally because remember, the subconscious is subconscious. You're not often consciously aware of it, but we can bring it up to the conscious level. Okay. All right. So the subconscious loves being stuck in the familiar, even if the familiar is stuck in a state of unhappiness or stuck in a state of chaos or stuck in a state of scarcity or lack. Like the subconscious doesn't care. It doesn't recognize that as being bad. The conscious mind does. And this is where the conscious and the subconscious don't necessarily communicate. Okay. The final thing, the 10th thing I would never, ever say to myself now that I'm a hypnotherapist, and this one directly relates to all of my people who want to lose the weight and everyone who wants to have the best fit, leanest body that they could ever desire. Like who the fuck doesn't want that, right? As you should, we should want to be healthy. Okay. But this is really important. (laughs) I would never say, and I've already said it multiple times in this podcast, (laughs) so forgive me. I would never say the word weight loss or lose weight. The subconscious does not like when things are lost. It will try and find it. When we lose something, we feel incomplete. Even if the thing we want to lose is unwanted weight, right? So I want you to actually think about it. When you say the word weight loss, when you say like, I want to like, lose the weight, the brain hears, I'm going to lose something. And especially because weight from an energetic perspective is actually designed to protect us, is designed to keep us safe, is that protective layer. Because from an even scientific perspective, the more adipose tissue we have on us, the more fat tissue we have on us, the safer we're going to be in a state of danger. Like on a stranded island with no food, we can burn through what we have. That's why the body goes into that store mode, right? To keep us safe. But even from like an energetic place, if you've been had any type of trauma, like the body's going to manifest keeping a protective barrier on you. And so when we say we want to lose that protective barrier, how fucking scary is that for the nervous system? Nervous system doesn't like that. The subconscious mind doesn't like to lose anything. 
So I've, I've actually even changed my bio on Instagram to say this. And like, I don't care if it's not trendy and I don't care if it doesn't, but like if people look at it and they're like, what does she even do? But instead of weight loss, it needs to be, I just want to release the weight, weight release, right? How much better does it feel to say you want to release the weight? That feels like I want to release something that's not mine. It's like, it's, it was never mine to begin with. I want to be free from it. Yeah, that feels a lot better. Yeah. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. There'll definitely be like a part two and things that I I do say to myself as a hypnotherapist, but I'm sure I've given you guys a lot to think about. Let me know when you're listening to this podcast, tag me. I'll always repost it. Let me know which one of these 10 things you say most frequently, uh, because I'd love to help you reframe them. It's so much fun. And once it clicks, things actually change. Like once you reframe the subconscious, you're going to start to receive things that you never could imagine receiving. And I'm so excited for that for you because you fucking deserve it. Oh yeah. Okay. I love you all very much. If you like this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe, and I'll see you back on another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. Bye. Bye.